Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. They Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends. I almost said Ek to Fly, but it is none other than Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever CK and Joe Rodermill. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> and Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion. We call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a five star rating. Leave us a good review. Uh, that's everything I got to start off. Where we have Extreme Rules a week from Sunday. My least favorite pay per view <laughs> of the year. Um, they don't really have Extreme Rules anymore. They do not. No, it's called that, but there really isn't anything all that extreme about no. it. Which is fine. I don't need extreme rules matches. Just don't have an extreme rules show when you're not going to do that. Um, They're going to have a porta potty match, apparently, though. Is, is that a thing? Because I no. can see that being a thing. <laughs> no. Because no. I don't put that past them. <laughs> that, that was more of a, a joke. Like, even though it all worked out in the end, this is the company that did name a pay per view Great Balls of Fire. Which so. was gr- excellent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, all uh, facetiousness aside, it worked out well in the end, but yeah. it got made fun of for months before it happened. Thanks. Um, I'm, I think I need a porta potty match to happen. <laughs> well, we might get one. <laughs> now that we've mentioned it, we may actually get one. Um, biggest news pretty much in the world right now, LeBron James <laughs> to the Lakers. We'll get into it later. Oh, we don't geez. need to do that yet. But there is something about WWE that I have to mention. Because obviously... Everyone in this country was waiting with bated breath to see where LeBron's decision was going to lead him. And everybody was surprised when the press release came out, you know, for immediate release. WWE once again showed their attention whore colors (laughs) by immediately posting a picture of John Cena in a Lakers jersey. And then after the Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens, porta potty incident. They released their own press release that was like a parody of the LeBron uh, press release. Like, you guys are so pathetic. (laughs) You just want to, to like, horn in on everything else. You try to get yourself included in everything. Other than people like us who are already watching you every week, nobody cares about you. You're, You're not making any difference. You're not making any dent in the general mainstream world. It's just the same Two and a half to three and a half million people that watch you every week. Um, no debate. Yeah, and I'm I'm not anti Triple H by any means, but it reminds me of the way he wants to portray himself like he's equal to like The Rock. Yeah, this is like the, this is borderline Ron versus the world. Yeah, my Ronnie versus the world will be a little borderline. Later, <laughs> but borderline. It does really annoy me. I've talked about it on the show before. I hate how they just try to jump in and include themselves in everything. This was was no exception. Um, I'll, I'll give it to them. I did at least laugh at the uh, Cena picture in the Lakers jersey. I was I got excited for a second. Yeah, it, it did give me a laugh. Like, when sign I saw me up <laughs> for John Cena. Yes. You want John Cena as like your maybe like your eighth or ninth man? Yeah. 
Like an undersized power forward off the bench. I hope he'd a starter. <laughs> he'd be have you got seen it started? Yeah, it's open spot. <laughs> he'd be open for threes all day. I mean, can't see him, so no one would be able to cover him. Joseph. Exactly. That is the best basketball player I've ever made about John Cena. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other thing is uh, I, I saw more rumors of Bullet Club to WWE. I saw a story that basically said... They're going to be offered contracts. I guess Kenny Omega, Cody, and the Young Bucks will be offered contracts by the end of 2018 for the sole purpose of trying to eliminate competition. Pretty much. So, all I'm going to say is, the four of you, please do not do it. Like, my my whole uh, bit on the show is I don't know anybody outside of WWE. <laughs> I don't know other promotions exist. I don't really necessarily, like, I'm not a, a, a huge fan of these guys. I, I respect what they do and appreciate it. You need to keep being a thorn in WWE side. Do not go. You know, it's not me saying I don't want you on WWE. I'm sure you'd be, you'd be fun to watch there. I want to see you keep doing what you're doing. You have your own pay-per-view coming up in September. Keep pushing. Keep being a thorn in their side. See how far you can go. Do not cave in to WWE. Money talks. I know it does, and I know it will be really hard for them to resist. I loved what Kenny and the Bucks did with The New Day at E3. I thought it was a lot of fun. I actually watched that the night before my surgery. Uh, I laughed through the whole thing. I thought Kenny's performance was excellent. (laughs) Um, But yeah, please do not, just do not go. Please don't do it. See, the problem is, like, even if they scooped up this talent, I mean, WWE is buying talent and then doing nothing with them. Just kind of making them irrelevant. So is it worth it at the end of the day? I mean, that's how I feel. Like, you'll sign, you'll make the money, but you're not going to... It's not going to go well for you once you're there. Maybe for two weeks. You'll be like a big deal, and then you'll just be another guy two weeks later. Thoughts, Alo? It's a little different when it comes to the Bucks specifically. Because I think if anybody goes, I think it'll be the Bucks. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, a fan said he didn't want the Bucks or the Bullet Club in WWE at all because WWE will ruin them. And AJ Styles responded saying, you have to get as much money as you can possible because you can't do this forever. And thanks to the new USA, the new Fox deal and the new USA deal, they can offer the entire Bullet Club these record-setting contracts. Now, the reason I think the Bucks will go is because unlike the Hardys last year, who were like the hottest thing in wrestling when they got brought back in, the Bucks in the Bullet Club, well, the Bucks specifically, they own all their stuff. Like, they're not tied up in trademarks and stuff like that, like the Hardys were. So, so like, whatever the Young Bucks do, right, they could bring that in right away to WWE. And they can, they'll get pitched on, like, being, like, the main thing of the tag team division. And then, also, with that... What division? That's the point. <laughs> that's the point. It's nothing now, but they'll get, like... They'll probably pitch to them, you'll, you'll, you'll be the most lucrative tag team we've ever had, which they probably will since because of the new deals, the mm-hmm. TV deals that they had. They'll be like the most lucrative tag team that they've ever had. They'll put so much focus and emphasis on them. But they'll probably be able to still be, be able to do being the elite for the most for the most part. It might be a little bit watered down, but they'll still be able to do it. But I think the Bucks, if any of them, will, are the ones that I think will go. Be, they will go because... 
it's a they'll get so much money I think thrown at them more than the other ones. It'll be more more to them because since they're a unit. Now Cody, I don't think Cody's coming back. He he's done that whole thing already, so he know he knows what the he knows what the animal of WWE is. So I don't think Cody's going. Kenny, I'm up in the air about because with his comments, saying we talked about Shinsuke Nakamura saying he hasn't done anything compelling, which is just about true except for turn heel. And that was like the good for the first two three weeks. So him personally, I don't know, but I can definitely see the Bucks sign go signing the WWE. I could see them doing it, and I don't begrudge them trying to get the money. I just don't want to see what little bit of competition WWE has to just join them. I know. I, I just don't want to see it. I think the Young Bucks should join the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're signing everybody else, so they might as well just just get it all done. <laughs> Yeah, like, I'd be happy for those guys if they made a ton of money with WWE. I just would be disappointed that, like, the one thing that's out there, and they're not even really competition, but the one thing out there that gives WWE, like, something to look at. Garner's attention from the attention horrors. Yeah, I just don't want it it to be gone. That's all. And the Bucks Um, already, they already work work a grueling schedule, like, independently, but I guess you can kind of say that a WWE schedule would be kind of lighter on them. To an extent, but if anybody goes, I think it's definitely the Bucks because WWE they can actually like make us a, a way better sales pitch to the Bucks than they can that to Kenny. I, I, and I don't think Cody's going at all. Yeah, like Cody, they won't even let you use your name. Exactly. I mean, like, but could the Bucks compete with the Bludgeon Brothers <laughs> or the B Team for that, for that? Yeah, I do like the B Team. We'll see how how long the stick stick goes. Though. I mean. You guys know I'm up for comedy when it's pretty good. Yeah. And uh, for me, it's always going to be funny seeing Bo do Bray. <laughs> yeah, it sounds that's exactly always like going to be funny that he's doing a mockery of his brother. I think that's funny. Um, and I like when they find something for Axel to do. I mean, obviously, these, these are gonna these guys are going to go the way of the Golden Truth and Fashion yeah, Police. They're, they're, they're what's cool now, and they'll, they'll fizzle out eventually. Yeah, they'll fizzle is... out. Well, they'll, they'll give them, like, a chance... And they'll fail, and then they'll they'll be done like everything else. Um, so getting into like the main weekly product, I don't have a ton of notes. Like I said, we're a, a, a week and a half away from Extreme Rules. We officially have the Roman versus Bob match Bob. set. Uh, so like two two things that I have like both questions. One, why do they need to get along? <laughs> like why would either one of them care if they win a tag match neither one of them are in the tag team division they aren't a tag team they're not competing for the tag team championships why was there like some stakes like the, the fact that they're acting like something was at stake oh they better get along tonight or they're gonna lose again it doesn't matter no that seemed to be their kind of uh sticking point the last couple of weeks is they want to put people together who don't want to be together all of yeah. Bob and Roman Reigns, Sasha and Bailey. That, yeah. was, that was her thing. Right. Yeah, um, I just want to f- talk about something quick. I don't know if you guys have, have ever listened to uh, Something to Wrestle with Tom Pritchard Mm-mm. with his talk show. He talks about, they, they, he reviews stuff that goes on back in when he was a producer or whatever. Right. And he talks about stuff not making sense and Vince just saying, so what? <laughs> so, I, so, so, I had to throw that in there. So he's saying Vince's challenge with this doesn't make sense, and Vince is like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, 
So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's it's. it's I recommend it. It's really interesting. Because huh. I'm serious. You'll you'll laugh. Cause like so, it's not necessarily that nobody is stepping to Vince at all. No, they always tell him. He's like, so what? Okay. He, he doesn't care. Or whatever. He's like, they'll love it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it's, it's and he so hasn't good. figured out that they don't love it. Yeah, it, it's so good. Like I recommend it. <laughs> but yet this is this is dumb. But, but I could not get a laugh. I could get. I couldn't get enough of this segment in the backstage locker room. He says, "Shut up, Bob." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there. The problem is, is we were for the most part excited about this last week, um, and they're putting both guys. I feel like in a bad position. Bobby Lashley had to do too much scripted talking in the locker room segment last week, or this week. And it came off very unnatural. It came off really corny. And, like, he was trying too hard. It was like, you could tell it was just bad acting. And Roman, on the other hand, is on the show for 50 minutes out of, if you take out commercials... The show is 135 minutes long. He was on the air for almost 40% of the show. That is not the best thing for him. <laughs> Roman abuse. Yeah, like Seth Rollins, sure, because Seth Rollins is going to have an unbelievable match because, well, maybe not even Seth Rollins now. Seth Rollins, back when he was the champion. I still think Seth Rollins can carry He got away with it. Roman is not liked enough by the crowd to be put out there for that long on a given week. And how many times can you say Bob in 50 minutes? 44. Well, they minutes. definitely were up to the challenge of finding out how many times they could say it. They heard we loved it. I was going to say, they must have listened to the show last week and heard us all say we can't get enough of Bob because they really put that they to the test this week. He said it a lot. I, I still liked it. You know, I'm not going to take anything away from it, but they really put that to the test. Um, I'm not... I'm not feeling as good about it this week as I did last week. I still think it's going to be probably the best match they could get out of Bobby Lashley. Um, I just hope that they don't have the idea that Bob is going to be the one to to go on and face Brock, and that's what I'm worried about. Do either of you feel like Bob is the winner of this match a week from Sunday? Uh, realistically, no. I mean... Some of, like you said, was overacting too much Roman time. I didn't mind the whole, like, tag t- tag portion of it. You know, Roman not wanting to tag Lashley and Lashley just walking out when he's getting jumped. That kind of stuff, that played well for me. Uh, do I think Lashley will win? No, I think they'll figure some way to keep him relevant in the picture, but I don't think he'll win straight up. Hey, Lo. As of now, I kind of think Lashley, Lashley's going to win as of now. But didn't they face the Revival three weeks in a row? Mm, yeah. I don't know if they faced him three weeks ago. I think I thought they just had a segment with them, but I, I don't they know. I might him. be wrong. I did? That's what I thought. Because, like, for the three weeks in a row, they're doing the same thing. Like, I like what they're doing to the Revival. Mm, they beat them one week and then lost to them two weeks, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's what happened. But I like what they're doing with the Revival because it's actually putting them on TV and put them in a prominent spot. Like, Roman even owned up to it, saying, owned up to it saying I'm also the Revival. So, yeah. he actually owned up to it. Like, I like what they're doing with them, but... Three weeks, your storyline is based off of this with the same thing, walking out on each other, not agreeing in tag team matches. That's all you got to really to go off of. At this point, coming up on a pay-per-view, you should be going to blows with each other, not doing the same thing repeatedly. Yeah. should build a little more heat between the two. I almost feel like they just 
they could make so much better use of their roster if they didn't feel the need. Like, we have to get Roman and Lashley and some of these guys on every single week. Like, maybe some weeks. Like, I know Roman had a week off not too long ago. I feel like they should do that more often and then fill that time with other talent. Because a lot of the Extreme Rules matches, I feel like... Now, granted, some of it is because they're not holding my attention and I'm scrolling through social media while it's on. I'm not paying attention. But I feel like a lot of what's going to be on the Extreme Rules card is not actually being built on Raw. No, and then another thing is with Roman, which which takes away from his stuff with Lashley, he's been feuding with Ziggler and and McIntyre with with Seth. So, like... I kind of think they didn't know what the hell they wanted to do. If they wanted to put him against McIntyre well, at, didn't. at rules, or they wanted to put him against Lashley. Well, it kind of seemed like the way they were playing it out that it would be like a, almost like a triple threat tag team match, or or a tag match between Rollins and. Uh, yeah, I was thinking Reigns, Rollins, uh, the Revival, and McIntyre Ziggler. I like, I had no idea. What, I don't think they had any idea what they were what they were going to do. <laughs> since since with the, with the, I don't know if this, this whole Brock thing is kayfabe or what. But his contract or whatever that crap is, but I don't know. Like that's taken away from the Bobby Lashley thing too, because Roman's been involved with Dolphin in McIntyre too. So that's not that's not that hasn't even really gone anywhere for the most part. I kind of like how the Dolph situation played out though. It should make for a good match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Even though I hate Iron Man matches because <laughs> they're so they're they're, they're, so, they're, they're so booked the same. It's. The match will pick up with the last ten to eight, eight to ten minutes left, and then somebody's like trying to hold on and not to tap out, or they'll get the pinfall. They'll, they'll um, try not to get a covered at the buzzer. It's the same thing. I, I think, hope I think these different. two will put like put a good show. Yeah, on I believe match. it'll be a, good, a real good match, but I just hate that how the end of those matches always play out because it's the same thing. How cookie cutter? Yeah. It is. is there a chance that these two specific guys have a little more in the tank and will be guns blazing? From the start, yeah, I, I believe that. It's just the fact. How's it going to finish? Now, see if it's guns blazing the entire time, which I think they'll both do. Now, of course, the first ten minutes of it probably be a little slow, and then it'll pick up within the twenty, the twenty minute mark to the fifteen. It'll pick up. It'll um move at a faster pace, but I do think this will probably be one of the better thirty minute Iron Man matches we've seen in a long time. But like I said, it's just for me, it's just how they end. It's Form, not <laughs> point two formulaic. Yeah, it's like. It's five seconds left. You're, you're trying to hit, a, you hit your finisher, and the ref gets on his legs, gets on his knees at two, and counts, try to count to three, but the time's out. Right, saved by the bell. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's been like that for the last, what, three or four Iron Man matches we've had. Well, this is going to be when they bring back the falling arm three count. <laughs> <laughs> this, is when, this is when we finally this is, see This that is when again. they do it. This is, this is when they... Yeah, I do think it'll be a good match. I am actually looking forward to it. Um... You're right, though, that they're they're now spreading Roman between two separate feuds. One, obviously, has been a little more prominent than the other, the one with Bob, but... Bob's a big boy. Do you think Galloway is the reason why Bob wins at Extreme Rules? I don't think... I don't know, because they've intertwined them together. They put them to... They put the... When they do with Roman, it's like... Like, is Drew Galloway basically going going to be the new guy that's anyone but you, Roman? Well, I love you calling him <laughs> Drew Galloway, by the way. <laughs> He's only going to be Drew Galloway. <laughs> I if love- I ever call him Drew McIntyre, it's completely my mistake. 
I love you do that, by the way. But I don't know. I really don't know anymore because they said they put him in both of these storylines, so it's it's up in the air. Like, what's going to happen? Like, is McIntyre going to play a role in the IC title match? Is like you said, is McIntyre going to cause Roman the match against Bob? But Bob's a face. He wouldn't accept McIntyre's help. Kind of makes you wonder if they have any clear direction for SummerSlam. <laughs> of course not. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, yeah, well, we have another week. Is there any chance it ends up being a triple threat match? No. There's, like, part of me that was thinking that, but I guess they really want this Roman-Bob thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I guess. Yeah, I'd be. rather see Roman and, and Galloway, just for mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather see that, but I'll take Roman versus Lashley. I think the Roman-Lashley match would be a really good match, but I prefer McIntyre and Roman way better. I, I kind of feel it's like, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but I feel like in the end game it's going to be triple threat with Brock for the title. That's the way I kind of see it. Do Roman and Bob? Mm Mm-hmm. That wouldn't surprise me. Can Brock agree to that? (laughs) Yeah, I think all the Brock stuff is solely storyline purposes. Um, I read that somewhere last week. I think that this is like they're trying once again, maybe we could find a way to get people to support Roman if we make Brock look even worse. So I think that's an attempt on their part to make him look bad for the sake of Roman. Um, we mentioned Seth and Ziggler with the Iron Man match. Obviously, the three of us are all looking forward to it. I kind of want to see this culminate in this. I don't know if anybody else would agree with this. I would love to see this culminate with a ladder match at SummerSlam because I know Dolph would love <laughs> to pretend that he's Sean at SummerSlam for the IC title. I would like to see Seth win the Iron Man match and then retain in a ladder match. And then from there, Seth moves on from Ziggler and Ziggler goes on to doing whatever you know he's going to do. Um, how would you guys feel about that? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I would feel very, very, uh, very um, enthused about that. Alo, how would you feel about seeing Dolph's best Sean impersonation at SummerSlam? I haven't seen it already. Well, you have. Well, you're the, the best one, maybe not. <laughs> best is yet maybe to come. this is the best one. He's got to chill that. Per- he's got to chill that perm a little bit. I mean, he's, he's been he's been straightening the la- this week. So yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with. I would I would have a problem seeing that, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll move Seth into something else after this hap- after this match with Dolph happens. He's so you come- think this is the end of it? Mm-hmm. He's going to come down in his mirror vest though. SummerSlam. <laughs> I just feel like, because to me there was no reason to have Dolph in this position to begin with, but now that they've been doing it for a few weeks, I feel like they might as well try to make it as meaningful as possible, and I think giving it a blow-off match at SummerSlam is a good way to do that. It's your best kind of way you, to have Rollins involved, too. I mean, what else are you going to do? What kind of feud are you going to build in that little time coming off this pay-per-view? How long do we think... Uh, Galloway and Ziggler are together. Well, the, the the reports on this was that Ziggler holding the IC title was just to keep it warm for Galloway to mm. take it from him because that will be a kind of a big rub for him. But I, I don't know anymore. I don't, it's clear they don't know what they're doing. I was going to say, because it does not <laughs> feel like it's going in that direction at all. No, not even close. That, that was my first thought. I thought it was going to be Sean and Diesel, you know, 2.0. Yeah. But it does not feel like that's where they're going with it. Now, maybe maybe if, if Dolph retains at Extreme Rules, 
but they still yeah they, they kind of made it weird with the fact that he's got a thing with Roman already I think they're gonna at least keep those two together oh Galloway and <laughs> Galloway and Ziggler thank you at least through the summer I, I don't I don't see anything coming of that till air, at least after that do you think this is do you think being with Dolph is working for him at all it has at first. Now he's just kind of secondary. I mean, he's going to need to eventually break off and do something. What do you think? Well, the fact that they put the IC title on Dolph and McIntyre was a part of it, it kind of makes it a better story. Now, when those two do end up feuding with each other, that'll be the, that'll be the, um, the payoff. But like I said, I don't, there's not even dissension between the two yet, so we don't even no. know yet. Like I said, they don't know what they're doing. No, they, they do not. Um, they did probably pick up a couple tips from the first... 22 minutes of the show. Um, Ronda Rousey had a very brief interview on Raw this week saying that she is not barred from being at Extreme Rules. She will buy a ticket and be sitting front row. Well, she's got to handle her Hall of Fame induction first. Yeah. Oh, is that the same weekend? It's coming up. I think it's this this week. Huh. Oh, yeah, there is an event. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Um, they were talking about it before I came in. I was they were listening to it. Hmm. Do we think that they should have told us that she's going to be front row, or should it have been a thing we found out that night? I think it would have been better story wise if you just found out that night. Or do you think it was just that they were like, "Well, we have to advertise that she's going to be on the show." Yeah, they did it for an advertisement, but I think it would have been better for everyone involved if they just, she just appeared. Yeah, first, it was, first she didn't know it was her, then all of a sudden the hood pops off or something in her. <laughs> yeah, it was advertising purposes, but like Joey said, I think it was way better if she just showed up and sh- showed up through the crowd. The crowd just pops randomly. She sits front row, watch the match. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I would have much rather seen that happen. She showed where up we think she's suspended and she shows up with a shows ticket. up in a James Ellsworth yeah. mask. Yeah, it, it's, off. <laughs> it, it's, it's a shock factor. So. Yeah, I would have much preferred that than being told that. Uh, but I am looking forward to her coming back. And do you also think that the because she's suspended, they should have not had her on TV at all? Yeah. Because that was another thing I thought was let us miss her the whole time she's gone. Yeah. Similar to the, to the Brock-Roman thing where we said it would have been so much better if Brock just kept blowing off Raw every week. And then just shows up at WrestleMania. Yeah. And then they had him show up, I believe, twice before. And then you took all the heat off of that story. I would have liked to have seen this play out where we just didn't see her all that time. Um, Ellsworth and Asuka. <laughs> the play off of Mela is Money with him saying Ellsworth is exquisite. <laughs> I loved it. The No One is Ready for Ellsworth t-shirt. If that is available, I will break my no WWE merch <laughs> ban. Just one time. Uh, for the, one yeah, time one purchase. time only, I will buy the no one is ready for Ellsworth tea if it's available. And did you guys enjoy as much as I did just seeing him get slapped around yes. the entire time? That one that she's cracked. Or when he r- runs over the barricade and Graves is like, oh, what an athlete. Look how fast <laughs> he is. <laughs> Um, and then Carmella just manhandling him after oh, the match. Oh, she's dragging him. <laughs> grabbing him by the hair and lifting him up a couple times. I I do love this. I will miss it when it's gone again. But so much fun for me. And my God, he's in a lumberjack match <laughs> with Asuka next week. I'm already envisioning him just getting rolled by the entire women's division 
on SmackDown, and I, I can't wait. Have you ever seen that clip of him getting beat up by him at the house show, yes, taking all their awesome. finishers? <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. I don't know if we're going to see him take all the finishers, but I know he's going to get roughed up by the whole roster. And I can't wait. I couldn't get out of my mind thinking back to the fact that he beat AJ Styles and now he's mm-hmm. getting manhandled by Asuka. That's one of my favorite things, though, that thing with him and Styles and Ambrose. Um, I give him a lot of credit for changing up his black tights and going to blue. We, I don't think we've ever seen him in blue. I guess he was uh, being extra patriotic <laughs> with his uh, blue tights and his, his red boots. He had a pay, pay upgrade this time around, so he was able to get some new new ring gear. I guess so. Yeah, he got new ring gear. Um, it was in his contract. Braun and Kevin Owens. Uh, the the Porta John, as <laughs> Michael Cole called it. I love this whole story. <laughs> Because we've seen Kevin Owens basically be the bully the whole time he's been on the WWE roster. You know, his first night, he takes out Sami Zayn. Uh, the stuff with Cena, Sami Zayn again. Jericho, he, he's been a bully. The AJ Styles. AJ Styles. The entire time he's been on the, on, the, on the roster, not even the main roster, he's been a bully. He's been a jerk. He's taken advantage of people. And, like, this is the one, like, the the first time we've seen where he literally has no control over he can't, everything. Yeah, he's getting he, There's nothing he He's can getting do. bullied. He can't avoid it. And he's just beside himself. Like, just can't even handle it. Doesn't know what to do. Doesn't know what to say. And I love this version of Kevin Owens. He's The, the whining, the complaining. <laughs> I can't get enough of it. Um... Yeah, I loved it. Do you, do you enjoy it as much as I do, Alo? I'm shocked you didn't bring up this this part. It was like a small detail. That I, I just died when I noticed mm-hmm. it. He was wearing a Baron Corbin hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. So the only part that I, that I noticed about that was, and I, I was waiting for it. I didn't notice the logo or anything. I was waiting for him to put the hood on to be disguised, <laughs> and I was so happy he did it. Right before he went in the door, he popped the no, it was a, It was a Baron Corbin hoodie, so he was basically <laughs> kissing Constable Corbin's ass. That's I, perfect. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, I was I like, oh, that's it. a Baron Corbin hoodie. <laughs> that, that I didn't weird. know Baron Corbin had a hoodie. Neither did I. New to me. I was going to say, he may not. <laughs> Who knows, but I don't like the whole porter potty thing, but I do think it's funny that Kevin Owens, like you said, being there, he was, he'd be friend everybody and then just bullies them, essentially. And now it's kind of he's kind of like getting a taste of his own medicine to an yeah, extent. Yeah, Braun tried to befriend him. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like terrified the entire yeah. time. But I didn't like the whole porta potty thing this week. I thought it was a little bit cheesy. So the porta potty thing is definitely not the part I like. The part I like is just just what's happening to him. Yeah, that he has no control <laughs> over, it and Braun will just do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. That he's trying to hide all In the different time. ways to kind of embarrass him and. Yeah. Played out with the porta potty this week. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. I hope this goes on for a little while longer. I'm assuming it's going to be a match on Extreme Rules. Yeah, the, it's advertised. Well, the arena is advertising them in a cage. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> That'll be entertaining. Yeah, it's just going to be him getting thrown around, I assume. Yeah, I mean, you'll be first him trying to like avoid Braun any way he can, climbing up frantically. Is there any chance we get KO accidentally winning? By the cage breaking. Yeah. But we just saw, even though we just saw that, but I can't see Owens winning that match by escape. <laughs> just to prolong it? Yeah. I just have the image in my head of the bell ringing, him immediately turning and running to the cage I know. and climbing up. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door! Open the door! <laughs> 
Yeah, I I love. It. I'm not a big cage match guy at this point, um, but I but think that will be a lot of rules. Fun. Yeah, that one will be a lot of fun. I think um, yeah, the storyline's been fun, especially not even from the the juxtaposition of of like you said Kevin Owens, but Braun is just funny, big guy who good sense of humor. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, Team Hell No officially back together. Uh, what are your guys' feelings on the way they were portrayed on SmackDown this week after their emotional reunion last week? I enjoyed that they uh, that Brian told Kane his grievances against them. <laughs> I thought I, I died at the line when he's saying Kane says you're like a brother to me. Yeah, yeah you burned your brother. You burned your brother. <laughs> you know what well. I mean. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Like I, but in with the in ring segment, I think they. I think they reached a bit too much to try to regain the magic. The old days. The old days. I think I think they tried a little bit too hard in that segment. But I did like that Brian did tell Kane, "You try to abduct my wife. You try to end my career and stuff like that." So they did acknowledge it, which they which they need they needed to do. But I'm not sure where they're going with this because they have merch now on the mm-hmm. WWE shop. But I love Team Hell now, so. Their silliness works, but I thought it was a little bit of a reach this week. My favorite single line from all of their interactions was, you know, him saying, I've always had your back, Daniel. And Daniel's like, no, you didn't. (laughs) And he says, you know, how about, you know, when you tried to end my career, you tombstone me on the floor. And then you tombstone me on these steps. Then you tombstone me on the announce table. And Kane is like, oh, you know, we all do some things we regret when we're trying to win, and Daniel's like, we weren't even in a match. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, clearly it wasn't about trying to win. Um, yeah, you abducted my wife, just like everything you would think yeah. of that he did, and Kane just trying to blow it off. Like, well, yeah, but... <laughs> and then he came back with a list backstage. I thought, I thought that was funny. <laughs> what are these, diagrams? <laughs> Was that a thing they did? I don't remember Diagram. No, either do I. Because the way he said it, I was like, is there a joke there that I'm just not getting because I wasn't watching I don't, it I don't recall Diagrams. I could be wrong, but I don't recall Diagrams. he was like, we don't have time for Diagrams. So I don't know if it's something they ever did. I assume you'd remember it. Both of you, you both were watching Yeah, yeah, I, I don't recall anything with Diagrams. Again, I would have to go back and look at it, but... I thought it was very entertaining for me. I mean, even even yeah, even, I got laughs. Even out the over cheesiness of it was was fun. Just Daniel really sold it. Yeah, I, like I, I said last week, I see Team Hell No at least having a short title reign. Well, Brian's contract's up, I think September. Wow, wow, really? And I forgot about that. And there's a, re- a report saying that they fear he may not he he may not resign, which I I I really do believe. But there was, I did see a meme. I really thought this was funny. So Kane run Kane. Shows up more more than Brock Lesnar while he's running for mayor, <laughs> which is absolutely true. Yes, yeah, because he was on the show quite a bit yeah. this week. You know, obviously it was a hot second last week, but he was—I'd guess he probably had at least 20, 20 to twenty-five minutes on the air this week. Uh, Brock probably hasn't had twenty minutes on the air. I don't even know we have a title anymore. He has. Has he been on Raw since Mania? Um. I don't know. Because I don't recall if he I has. Don't, I don't recall. Nope. So he might not have a single second on Cause Raw cause he, since he, WrestleMania. Because last time we saw, saw him was at the great the greatest Rumble, but I don't think he's been on Raw. Because that was like two weeks after Mania. I went hmm. back and looked, too, just out of morbid curiosity, some of the storylines at this time last year. Again, title, not on TV. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not much has changed, even though the year has changed. 
It has to. That has to change soon. It, you it, you can't just. It doesn't mean anything. There's no reason to, to fight. There's no title to fight for. Is there a chance it changes at SummerSlam? It has to. Do you think I, there's a chance it changes? There's a small at chance at SummerSlam, but it, it has to change. It has to. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I really can't because, like, like we've been talking about for a while now, it's just so hard to actually put attention into watching these shows. It, I need something to happen. Like, a couple weeks ago when Ziggler fought Rollins, that was the most invested I've been in WWE in a long time because, mm-hmm. like, they actually, like, got my attention. I'm not, like, I'm, like you said, I'm not scrolling through my phone. I'm not look, walking around the house trying to find something, looking for something to do. I'm, like, sitting down enjoying the show. But e- even this week, nothing really happened. Yeah, I will readily admit there's probably some stuff on the show that I'm just not giving a chance to that maybe I should. That's why if you guys are interested, I would like to introduce a segment next week where whether it's the group, whether it's one person each week, wants to pick something and try to sell me on it that they think I'm maybe underselling or not giving it. It's just due. Um, so that that will be up to you guys, whether you feel like doing it, whether you think it's worth it. Um but there's definitely times when I know I've I've gone 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, I have no idea what happened. Like I wasn't I wasn't even paying enough attention to fast forward to commercials. <laughs> you were just zoned. Yeah, just like scrolling through Twitter, looking at NBA free agent news, and then I'm like, oh, what you're, you're what's been to, going you're on? Trying to cram for your class. Right, <laughs> that's very true. Uh, last thing I have in my notes, and you guys could feel free to add anything else afterwards, but. Sasha and Bailey <laughs> uh, going to counseling. Was this good or not good? I say not good. <laughs> I mean, you got your Shelby. You got your Dr. Shelby moment that you were looking for. But Dr. Shelby's a damn legend. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not enough to save Sasha and, and Bailey at this point. It was so bad, but I enjoyed it. I re- <laughs> yeah, I felt like they did the best they could with... Not much to work with. Yeah. My favorite part was them impersonating each other. Yeah. Um, which I enjoyed. I know Snoop Dogg. <laughs> My neighbor's yeah. uncle's yeah. friend. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, because the, the first meeting they had out in the waiting room, I was like, oh, like this is, this is bad. Then, obviously, we see them in there in the session. I hope this is not a thing they plan on. Having be ongoing, to be continued long term. Yeah, so th- this, you're gonna have at least another segment of it. Yeah, this is not like this isn't something that you build a feud between these two off of them in counseling. Even Doctor Shelby's great and all. I love. I'm glad he was on television. Yeah, Doctor Shelby. Love awesome. the beard, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> and when's the last time he was on TV? With Team Hell No. So that long ago is the last time he was seen. Yeah, I believe it was Team Hell No's graduation. I think. <laughs> From, from anger management yeah. or something like that, but <laughs> didn't they have a scene in a diner or was that part of the graduation? I'm not sure that was before or after oh. the graduation, <laughs> but they were attacking champions when they did graduate. But I, oh, I did pop for the, the team Hell No picture in the background. That was good, yeah. yeah. But as if that was one of his accolades. Exactly. <laughs> like what I did here. I have my diploma here. <laughs> yeah. I have my picture of Team Hell No yeah. here. But uh, I don't. I don't know. I really don't like. If they have their match at SummerSlam, I hope it's, it's made to be made out to be important. But at this rate, it doesn't seem important anymore. And I want it to be important so so bad. But the best part about this whole feud is how Sasha Banks roasts Bailey on Instagram and Twitter. 
um, t- like today on for Throwback Thursday, she posted a picture of Bailey, Snoop Dogg, and her, <laughs> and it said. Throwback Thursday when I took my, this un, that my ungrateful my former ungrateful best friend <laughs> to see my my uncle's neighbor's cousins <laughs> whatever whatever Belly called her cost new that, that's what she said it was great in my head I'm remembering it almost as if she said like. It's my neighbor's uncle's cousin, Snoop gardener. Like it was, yeah. I feel like it, it, she went so many levels with it, like so many levels removed. Uh, Sasha putting the little hair tie in her hair. Yeah, yeah it wasn't the worst I've seen, but I, it was kind of cringy for me. Kinda yeah, cringy. It was cringy, but I, and, I, I laughed. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't yeah. good, but I did enjoy it. I just think the state of uh, we had the women's evolution right now is kind of stagnant. They're not getting any compelling matches. They're all over the place with storylines compared to, like, the first that we were getting this time last year. Well, what Sasha Banks actually says, she says, Throwback Thursday when a certain ungrateful 32-year-old begged and cried to meet my (laughs) friend's mailman's cousin on my third cousin's side cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Is she calling Bailey 32? Bailey, yeah. Is Bailey that old? I don't think she is. She (laughs) might not even be 30 yet. (laughs) I don't think she's that old. Let's check. I think when I was at the Performance Center, she was 27. I might not be remiss. 26 or 27. She's 29. Three years. Okay, so that makes sense. Math adds help. Yeah, it'll be three years. So my trip to the Performance Center was the end of September 2015. So, yeah, it'll be three years in September. So, yeah, adds up perfectly. So she was 26 at the time. Um that's funny then that she's making her that much older <laughs> and saying that she's five <laughs> also. But it's only going to get worse the I know. more they do it. Like, that was the best it's going to be. Well, it's to be continued. That's what I mean. Like, that's the best it was going to be, I, and I, it's I, only going to get worse from I there. think I think these counts and things make it a little bit better. I'm, 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 I'm holding hope. But I did laugh. I did enjoy it, but it wasn't good. Yeah. Joseph, do you have any hope that it's going to be any better? I mean, I have hope. And I don't think it's the segment itself. I do you just, have hope as in I hope it's better, or do you have hope as in I think there's a chance it could be? Let's go with one. Let's go okay. with the first one. <laughs> you just hope it is. I just think it's them, too. The cattiness of it just is irritating, and they need to play it off better. Like, Team Hell No was more believable, and the acting was a little better where you bought into it a little more. I'm not with these two. And the fact that there's no need to even do it. Yeah. There's no real need for it. Yeah. And, like... Team, they want to be best friends again. <laughs> yeah, like, Team Hell No, like, that was... That led to something, even though this whole Bailey Sasha thing's going to lead to something, but it's like, what? <laughs> A match? I, I, they, they've no missed the boat. Yeah, they've missed the boat on this for so long and so many different times that they're going to give it to us now when, yeah, we'll enjoy the match when it happens, but... They really took all the steam out of this that could have been in it, you know? Like, I, I don't know who's really going to be excited. They decapitated the horse, dragged its head down the trail room, threw it down a hill. They beat the dead horse. They did. Excessively. Yeah, and I don't know how they salvage it at this point. Um, but anyway, I do hope the counseling sessions do get better. I hope Alo's right. I'm, I'm willing to give it a chance because I do like both of them. But I don't have high hopes for it. You gotta give Dr. Shelby more time. Yeah. Um, anything else from the weekly shows you guys are interested in? Anything else building to extreme rules that you guys were into? What are your thoughts on AJ and Rusev? So I like that it's different. Mm-hmm. 
I like that it will ultimately be a serious thing for Rusev to be involved in. Yeah. I love Rusev. I think he's great. I think he's been very underutilized. And I'm happy that he's probably... Because I think the match is going to be awesome, too. So I don't know what they plan on doing this coming week to build to the pay-per-view match. I don't know if he gets anything else going forward or if this is just a one-off. But I like that he got some... They got some heat on him. Got some opportunity this week for too. him too. So I'm kind of pleased with what they've done. Do you agree with that, or do you think they could do more? It's, for me, it's a little bit difficult to get into it because one, AJ Styles, I can't blame him for that whole Nakamura thing because that just wasn't good. So like my investment and interest level in AJ is like really low right now. Like he's just there and he just happens to be the champion. But even though I do love Rusev Day, I just. They've been a parody for so long, and like a like a fun and like 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 comic relief for so long. If La- if if this was old Rusev with Lana, and if Lana replaced Aiden, like remember we talked about at Money in the Bank, if like Rusev turned and Lana tur- Rusev turned on Aiden, and went back with Lana, and Lana was back to handling him, this would be a perfect way to 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 send Rusev off into something because it'll be be back, be that old serious Rusev, but since Rusev has been such a, a comedy act for for almost a year, essentially, not not really comedy, but you know what I mean. Like, I do. But it's hard to believe him as a exactly. Hard guy. Yeah, even though he did get heat on AJ this week, but it's, it's still it's not. It's, we don't see him as a fearsome guy anymore. Yeah, like he used to be. Yeah, he's like, too silly. Yeah, so it's it's kind of rough to get by, but but get behind. But like like we said, if should he go back to the bare feet or is he yeah, yes, that would that wouldn't hurt. Yes, yes, great heel heat. But, <laughs> But if Lana was back to handling him, and we had got the old roots of it, he turned on Aiden. I think I would be way more into this. I wish Lana was back to handling me. <laughs> it, that would have been a good way to go. As much as I didn't want to see Aiden kind of get screwed over, because I I love what they've done, and I'm happy to see him doing something that people are into. I do think it would have been better individually for Rusev. Yeah. Um, but I am looking forward to that match. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it definitely will be a quality match, and it's good to see Rusev, who's kind of earned the push, get something, even if it turns out to be a one-off, which, in my opinion, is going to be. Um, it's good to see it. It's, it's fun. and I mean, I, I understand what you're saying as far as believability. Can he walk over the title? Probably not, just because of the way he's at, where he's at right now with his storyline. But it'll still make for a good match. Yeah. Are you at least looking forward to the match? I am looking forward to the match, but like even the build, I think AJ needs something, like something important. He needs a good build because the whole Nakamura stuff that was all all, all essentially low blows, and we got that for what, what, what four months? Yeah, three four months, and and AJ's going directly into this, and nothing's really happened for the most part. I just want something to happen. What do you think the next big thing is for AJ? Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, because he's at Hell in a Cell. They advertise to face each other, and I believe they're probably face each other at SummerSlam. And then they're trying to. I think there's a report going around that they're saying AJ may have a record-setting WWE Championship reign because even a couple weeks ago they they um, discussed how long he's been the champion. What is what is needed for the record record-setting championship? Reign? They make up their own rules. When Joe. did he win it? He won in November, so I think he's about nine months in. Because what, what was Punk, 434 days or something, something like that? Something like that. 
So November would be 365 days. You'd still need to get another 80 days. That's three more months. Yeah. So we're look. We'd be looking at him holding on to it until February or March. Yeah. So it's almost like you might as well just have him hold on to it till WrestleMania. At that, yeah. po- at that point, I mean, hasn't Brock had it longer? Brock's had the Universal Title, and like I said, they make up their own rules and their own records. So it's whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe they realize it afterwards. Like, oh, let's just have Brock break Punk's record, and then they realize, oh wait, it's a different title. Yeah. So we have to have AJ do it now. Like, both, both of them do it. Like once everybody on social media was like, well, not the same title, so he really didn't break Punk's record. You're like, oh, I guess we have to have AJ do it now. <laughs> well, tell them it's the same damn title. <laughs> they won't know. Uh-huh. So? <laughs> so what? Um, you ruined it. <laughs> um, anything else from the weekly shows? I think that's about it for me. That's a look that tells me no. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. There was stuff I was kind of kind of talking about, but I can't think of it. Fair enough. So that leads me to Ronnie versus the world. Had to make all um, shots this week. Yeah, so usually we'd be going into listener questions, then Stump Alo, then the invitation to LeBron James to join the show. <laughs> That's rescinded. Ronnie versus the world is going to jump in front of Stump Alo and listener questions and has coincided with the invitation to LeBron. Um, LeBron, you founded a, a media company called Uninterrupted, and you're not uninterrupted tonight, but you are uninvited <laughs> to the Matt Madness podcast. Uh, I, My immediate instinct when the news came out was LeBron going to the Lakers was just gross to me. Um, Because a lot of people were trying to paint Steph Curry as the underdog when they were facing each other in the finals the first two years. And LeBron was like, wait a minute. Like, I had a single mother. I moved all over the place. You know, I wasn't supposed to probably even make it to my 20s, let alone be a superstar. And Steph, his father played in the NBA – he came, you know, he had a lot of money growing up. He had the best coaching. Like, he should be where he is. He's not the underdog. I'm the underdog. And I think LeBron has lived his life very much where he's fighting for the underdog and he's trying to lift up underprivileged people from his community. So, but then to go to the Lakers <laughs> where it's like... Privilege. They're they're the Yankees. They're the Red Sox. They're the Patriots. They're the Cowboys. They're the Steelers. They're the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're Duke. They're the Soviet Union. They're they're the Empire from the, the Star Empire. Wars movies. The, I wasn't upset when he went to Miami uh, because I thought I looked at it like, ah, oh, you're right. Like you've earned the right to choose where you want to go. Yeah, Miami wasn't like a huge franchise. Like it wasn't the Lakers. Right. Uh, but it also made me sick, not just because of the Lakers. When he went to Miami. He didn't spurn my city. He didn't spurn my team. This time he did. He sent my coach, Brett Brown, across the country (laughs) to a meeting that he didn't even go to, (laughs) knowing he was never going to come here in the first place. Um, You know, you turned your back on Philadelphia. Um, (laughs) But, like, since the moment it happened, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Not constantly, but, like, the thoughts keep coming because that's how I am. Um... And I think him going to the Lakers was about so much more than just 
basketball. It was. Or, it was a family or move. being a Laker. I think this was very much about the ability to write his own story. Um, I think this is very much about life more than basketball. Uh, I think it's about where he thinks his wife and kids are going to be happy. Um, I think it's where this is going to allow him to keep building the empire he's already started building, but he can have a more watchful... Yeah, he can have a more watchful eye on it. He's not in Cleveland. He's spending half of his time in L.A., or most of his time in L.A. He could be more involved in the outside things that he's working on. Um, I think he wants to be, as Alfred said about Batman in The Dark Knight, that he could be something more. He doesn't have to just be a LeBron James basketball player. He doesn't have to just be the best basketball player in the world. He wants to be more than that. He's always said that. Life is bigger than basketball. Um, I think he wants to be a he wants to be seen as a very successful, flourishing black man in the United States of America. I think he wants to be an example to kids that look more like him that you can be something greater. Uh, I think he wants to give back to his community. I think he wants to take care of his community. I think he wants to have Magic Johnson as a mentor who has already been a very successful businessman outside of sports. Michael Jordan, he made everything he has on Air Jordan sneakers. And he's very successful, and he's an owner of an NBA franchise. LeBron has a chance to have his hand in so much more than just that. Um, And I also think I look at it like too many fans think athletes and entertainers owe us something. I think too many fans think that athletes and entertainers need to make their decisions based on what we want, or we should be factored into their decision. But ultimately, they're people, they're human beings, uh, and their life is more important than their career. You know, our lives are more important than any of our careers. Um, but I made this decision to stay close to you guys. You did, which I appreciate. I had, had a lot of offers. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Yeah, it was, it was And I appreciate heavy. that you, kept, you, you hung on to ours. Um, but... You know, like, it reminds me very much of CM Punk. People getting mad when he left. People getting mad when he tried his hand at MMA. Or The Rock going to Hollywood. Or John Cena going to Hollywood. Or being on Good Day or Good Morning America or whatever show it is he's on all the time. Um, These guys have a right to explore more than just what we expect of them. So, the other thing I will say is... While I compared the Lakers to a bunch of my least favorite teams in sports, there's one team that they are not, and that is the <laughs> Boston Celtics. And if he can find a way to lead them to two championships in four years, they will surpass the Boston Celtics for most titles in league history, which is a story that I would like to see written. I want to see the Lakers pass the Celtics for most titles in NBA history. I hate that the Celtics have that honor at the moment. <laughs> So, LeBron, um, because you bailed on Philadelphia, you're no longer invited on the Matt Madness podcast. But I do wish you luck in your quest to surpass the Boston Celtics, to become the greatest player of all time. Um, 
And I think now my focus moves on to Joel Embiid is going to be invited on the show every week. <laughs> if you listen to Embiid, I mean, he says it's not too late. DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan. I would love if JoJo found a way to recruit him back here <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Although I think that I think that time might be up. Yeah. Um, Alo, your thoughts as a Lakers fan? LeBron, I have my own microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ron knows during, during this whole process, I was very irritated because the whole drama and the narrative stuff, I can't, that's the thing I can't stand about LeBron James. And that's always been, been my gripe with him, especially recently. But when I got the numbers on the deal, it said four years, 154, 157, whatever it was. I was ecstatic because it shows that he's going to end his career in L.A. It's now on a year-to-year basis. And I just want to, as a Laker fan, I just want security because I've put up with some crap for the last five years, essentially. Because when you're when you're a fan of a team and they're not good, you try to find the good in, er, in every move they make. Like, I remember when the Lakers were bringing in Carlos Boozer and Kendall Marshall. You didn't like those moves? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like trying to find a good in it. Oh, like Carlos Boozer, he had 16 points in Chicago last season. <laughs> Can't play defense, but okay. And then, and then like the Luol Dang and Timothy Mozgov contract. I'm like, well, Mozgov did play as good his first year in Cleveland. He played, he had a good final series, but he fizzled out. But he just, he just got, just got lost in the relationship. Like as fans, like, you try to do that. You've, did it with, you've done it with the Sixers. So, so I've been through so much stuff, crap with this team, and I'm just happy where they are, where they are at this point. And like we said about how we're, we're jaded to our favorite, we're favorite, we're favorite to our favorite teams. A lot of Sixers fans, they were so like enamored with the thought of LeBron playing with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, mainly Ben Simmons. But like he says, like. LeBron's ball dominant. That will kind of turn Joel and B into Chris Bosh. He can't have he can't have his back to the basket or his face to the basket. He's going to essentially become a three point shooter. Ben Simmons can't really shoot. So what's he going to do? That and, was the nicest way to put it. Yeah, he can't really. Shoot. He can't shoot. <laughs> he and, absolutely cannot. Yeah, shoot. and then everybody when they were talking about the Sixers, that's what they brought up. But as far as the Lakers, they didn't really bring up. Their like young core, like I don't like Brandon Ingram and Simmons. They went one and two in the draft. The drop off to me isn't that much. I just if Ing- Ingram, he's so he's so he's too damn skinny. But I think LeBron will fix that. But off like Ingram isn't the physical specimen that Ben Simmons is, and, and he and he's I think he's a little bit more offensively skilled than Ben Simmons is. So the drop off isn't that. It's not that much. Even like. And then at the end of last season, when Lakers were going through injuries, they started Brandon Ingram at point guards to test him out. He didn't put up like Ben Simmons type numbers, but offensively, despite the the size and the physicality, he's not Ben Simmons. But Ben Simmons, he can't shoot, or he's as offensively skilled as Brandon Ingram is. So there's not much of a drop a drop off there. And nobody was really talking. Nobody was really talking about it. And LeBron, I believe, he said that he didn't need another star to come here because he feels he's good. But they bring in. Rondo, they brought in Stevenson, they brought in JaVale McGee! But <laughs> so with Rondo, does uh does uh ball go to the bench? I don't think so, because it's a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. But the option but the door is oh, the the because they waived Tyler Ennis, who was their backup point guard last season, and the door is open for a potential Lonzo ball trade. So I was gonna say, I think Lonzo's days with the Lakers are numbered. Yeah, like the door's open. Like, like they have plenty of options on what on what to do. They can trade Lonzo for the right deal. There's a rumor going around that 
Damian Lillard might be available. Might be available. Bradley Beal might be available, but there's there's all kind of possibilities. Even though Rondo, Lance Stevenson, they're not great outside shooters. I don't. I didn't really look at it that way. I look because you said that the roster didn't look right or something close to that. But the way I saw it was the Lakers. They played Golden State pretty tough last season. I, the biggest margin of victory, mm-hmm. no, when the Lakers played the, the, the Warriors, the biggest margin of victory for the Warriors was 11 points. But all those games were essentially close games. And defensively, Rondo and Lance Stevenson, they, they, they will get up in you. So, and they're like physical and they're like great defensive players. So, I'm like, I think that's for more defensive purposes. So, that's how I took, that's how I took, those, took those additions. But... That whole three through eight, you can probably flip flop that because Houston and Golden State are going to be one and two no matter what. But that whole three through eight, you could flip flop that around. But I do think the Lakers will end up being the third best team in the West. I don't know yet. How would the Lakers survive without the big baller brand? I mean, <laughs> the spotlight that that, that that brings. I mean, would that how would that like that would just kill? Yeah, the the end of the franchise when the Ball family goes out yeah, the door, and, and then. I don't, and then with the whole Kawhi stuff, I don't blame Greg Popovich for what he wants from the Lakers because that the Lakers are his like dreadful enemy. How many times the Lakers knock Greg Popovich out the playoffs? And if you're giving up your best player, we don't know we don't know what his health situation is. If you're the Lakers, well, if if Popovich trades the Lakers, Pops should want the house because he doesn't want that to come back and bite him. Because the rumor was they want I think it was Ingram, Kuzma, Hart. And a million draft picks, essentially, basically. Yeah, I think they want three, two or three first rounders. Exactly, and that's like the entire Lakers young core. And if Greg Popovich wants those guys, he sees something in them, and he doesn't want that to come back and bite him. Because how many, listen, how many times has the Lakers knocked Pop out the playoffs and humiliated him? Yeah, and Kawhi, a guy like that who is a top five player in the NBA, MVP candidate two-time defensive player of the year, he's more valuable than all of that. Like, your team is better off for having that one guy than for having all the other guys. It's not like in football where Jimmy Johnson traded Herschel Walker for 100 draft picks and it killed the Vikings and turned the Cowboys into a dynasty. That doesn't happen in the NBA. In the NBA, you're better off getting the superstar. So I don't think... The Spurs are going to get all that whenever they do decide to trade them. I think they have a little bit of leverage right now, but I think if they get into the season, if they get to the trade deadline, they're not going to get nearly nearly that much. I, I see what I, what I think is I think this is just what they want from the Lakers. I think they'll get a lesser deal from if they trade them somewhere else. But the thing is, who's going to pull the trigger because they know that he'll be gone at the end of the season. It has to be a team that's like finals can like ready to be a final, a championship contender. Houston. But they, they don't have nobody to offer. That, that's the thing. The Sixers will be in the mix. The yeah, Celtics will be in the mix. Um those are probably the two main teams along with the Lakers. Yeah, cuz those those are the only teams that have that have enough to offer to like entice the Spurs, but like I said, the Spurs will ask probably ask for less from somewhere else, from somebody else than what they want from the Lakers because trading him to the Lakers can't possibly come back to bite pop. Yeah, so apparently I don't and I obviously reports who knows what's true and what's not. Apparently from the Sixers they want two of these three: Dario, Covington, or Fultz. 
They want two of those three plus three first-round draft picks. Yuck. And I think the Sixers at this point are unwilling to give up on Markel Fultz. As much as a lot of fans in the city would like them to. I don't want to yet. Yeah, it's too early. Because really, it's not like he doesn't remember how to play basketball. He just lost his shot. You saw everything else in his game that made him the number one pick. If he figures out his shot again, he's not not going to be an all-star, but he's going to be a really good player. Could be. You never know. So, I don't know. I'm not willing. I'm not ready for the Sixers. I would have given up all that if the Sixers were getting LeBron. Because basically, if I would have traded Fultz, Dario, Covington, and two or three first-rounders if it meant I was getting LeBron and Kawhi. But for just Kawhi, I don't know if I'd His do Whose health it. is concerned, always. So that's... I've been in a lot of arguments about that, too. And my, my philosophy is, like, the stuff we don't know about, which is his health and whether he'd resign, like, I have no way of knowing that. I have no way of... I have no insight. So I just trust that if Brett Brown and the organization are comfortable with his health, and if they're comfortable believing that he may resign, I trust their judgment on that part because I have no insight. If, if I'm assuming that he's going to be healthy and there's a chance to resign him, I would do it. I don't want another Andrew Bynum. Right, <laughs> and, I, and I don't. I don't think he's going to be that. Um, but yeah, so Joel Embiid. Uh, if you're you're around more than LeBron ever was, so if you're ever interested, Matt Madness always we can't call it a throne because you're not the king, um, but you can come and trust the process with Matt Madness anytime. So, do we have any listener questions this week? Yes, you have a question from the um, Elite Collector Two One Five. Can you guys vote amongst yourselves which WWE female superstar killed National Bikini Day? So I literally only saw one photo today. I have not been on social media much. So by default, my vote goes to the last kicker, Becky Lynch. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that bad? No, she, I mean, she looks good. I think she's very attractive. Yeah, Ron has a thing with I like. I like Becky. You said who killed, right? Well, who killed, like, I think. Killed who, it. who killed, killed it. it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant, like, who killed it, who, no, who no, like, no. put it out there. And, oh, like, no. I don't know. I'd be shy. I really didn't know this was a thing, so I didn't really. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm 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 behind <laughs> behind the times. Yeah, I saw one photo like an hour before we came. Can here. we get a page one? She didn't have one. I know. Can we get one? I wish. Yeah, I mean, you could give your vote to Paige anyway, knowing that she she's been in a bikini numerous times on social media. Ayla, who do you got? Payne Royce. He said WWE. Oh, okay. My 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 pick was on, was gonna be Brandy Rhodes, but that's who I was gonna pick too. I did see <laughs> hers also, but she's not WWE anymore. Yeah, so, so. Peyton Royce. Um, good choice. I didn't see it, but I can imagine she she did a, a fine job. That's hacksaw. Uh, that's hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your choice? Hacksaw Jim Duggan no. killed it for National Bikini Day. Nice. <laughs> I did see that one of um, Mandy. That was pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, Peyton Royce is my answer. <laughs> and do we have any other questions? Yes. Thank you, Jay Vargas. <laughs> yeah, we have a complaint from the godfather, Joel Lafferty. Okay. Hurting the good jokes lately, Ron will get that. <laughs> I, think it, I think that that is a Pee Wee Herman reference. Okay. 
from I, after he got caught doing some got caught in some lewd behavior. He was gone from the public spotlight for a while and he showed up at the MTV Video Music Awards. Unannounced, I believe. And the crowd went nuts and I think he went up to the microphone and said, Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> poking fun at himself. I, I believe that's what he's getting okay. at. I am not I am not excited for extreme rules, are you? Please fantasy book SummerSlam. Where are they going with these storylines? Do you see a triple threat with Lesnar? AJ and Joe finally. And don't forget about the McMahons. They are due for a return. <laughs> I can't book a whole show. We kinda sort of did through the course of the show. We we, we said the storylines are all over the place. I talked yeah, about Yeah, we kinda did. I talked I talked about maybe having the triple threat. We we both said Samoa Joe, AJ Styles is most likely what's coming next after this. Um, the women's mat, uh, where, where are we at with that? I don't know. So, just straight off the top of my head, I would say the Universal Championship needs to change hands at SummerSlam. If I was booking it, I would have Roman beat Brock and then Braun cash in and take it from Roman. I would have Joe versus AJ for the WWE Championship. I'll stick with the Seth Ziggler ladder match. Ladder match that would be like I said for the Intercontinental awesome. Championship. I would have Sasha and Bailey back at Barclays to run it back. I guess I would have Ronda win the Women's Championship at SummerSlam. That might be a WrestleMania thing, though. Probably, but that's that's everything I care enough about to book at this point. I don't care if Nakamura's on the show. Like I, I, Team Hell No defending the titles. <laughs> Against the Golden Truth. <laughs> I don't know. Joseph, you have any other things you'd like to book on that show? So I'm thinking. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of excited for the, the uh, Stream Rules pay-per-view. Not, like, overly excited because a lot of the matches didn't have the build. I think there's some stuff on there that'll keep me, keep me interested. Um, the matches we have... What else? I mean, you have Dolph booked, Samoa Joe, Bob. I have <laughs> Bob in a triple threat match. I don't even need to see Bob on. And then you're gonna have uh, Braun cash it in, like you said. You done? You think anything? We're just spitballing. I thought. <laughs> oh no! I know you were done. I was letting you go. So what do you got, Ayla? Um, I I want to see. Brock versus Seth versus Roman, and Strowman cashes in on Seth when Seth wins. Uh, McIntyre versus Ziggler for the IC title. I'm looking forward to Alexa and Ronda whenever we do get it, which which will be at SummerSlam. Sasha and Bailey to probably throw it on the pre-show for all we know. <laughs> you know how the rebooking mm-hmm. is. Maybe they'll throw it on Takeover. <laughs> That'll be way better. <laughs> if someone for Jeff too. Oh, God. Uh, Nakamura? <laughs> no, something not. Constable Constable Corbin? Uh, the new, uh, Vince signs the Young Bucks for one night, and they face the New Day. They face Shane and Vince? <laughs> that gives you your big McMahon's return? I, I, I don't know. I'm not looking for it. Nothing's happening. Yeah, laugh. I have... <laughs> So we, we I have put no some good real, matches together. Yeah, I have no real solace to give you on where the storylines are going or what we're building to for SummerSlam. I have no idea. And I'm not interested in almost any of it. No. Um, 
So I guess that's the answer to that. Boom. Uh, nothing else, right? Nope. Ready for Stump Alo? Yep. At 2013 Extreme Rules, which superstar wrestled Brock Lesnar in the main event that was not for the title? 2013. <laughs> H. <laughs> no. Is that H? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> we had hatched this plan last week to give you a question you know the answer to and tell you it's wrong. <laughs> you didn't get as upset as I thought you were going to. He looked um, more confused than upset. I but, was confused. I was like, huh? But yeah, but he said, when he gets mad, ask him to explain the controversial ending to the Alberto Del Rio and Jack Swagger slobber knocker from the same night. Do you remember what happened with those two? I think, what was it? it was, was that for the world title? Was that for the world title? I forgot. I think, didn't one of them get hurt or something like that? I don't remember. Um, no, no, no. Was that a last man standing match or something like that? I quit match. I quit match. Um, didn't he throw in the towel or a bucket or some crap like threw that? Throw in a towel. Okay. Um, do you remember exactly how it played out, though? Because it was controversial. Uh, I think Zeb Coulter, like, dropped it in the ring by mistake or he's, like, waving it in an accident. Or, no, no, no. I think Ricardo knocked him. Down or something, it fell in the ring or something like that. You're close. It was so- something like that. Zeb Col- Swagger appeared to have won when Zeb Coulter threw in Ricardo Rodriguez's towel for Del Rio. Referee Mike Yoda mistook it as Rodriguez throwing it, but later reversed the decision upon viewing a video replay, allowing the match to continue. Uh, Del Rio would go on to win after applying the cross arm breaker which forced Swagger to quit. Uh, so you're very close to that. I'll, I'll give you credit for that one because... That good old instant replay. Yeah. In WWE. Yeah, which sometimes applies and sometimes <laughs> doesn't. Um, I guess that's the show. If you guys like indie wrestling or non-WWE wrestling, check out Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. If you're into WWE, indies, entertainment, check out The Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Uh, check out our throwback and unsanctioned shows. We have a bunch of them that are backlogged in our iTunes library. Subscribe on iTunes. Five star ratings and reviews. Alo, I don't think we've done this in a while. Would you like to move some merch? Oh yeah. What a what a maneuver net to embrace the madness. All right. So that is our show for Mr. Sexy Punta Cana. Then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Living loving. <laughs> For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. And we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now. Put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman. It's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.